0: Wait, 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 wait. No, that's not it. Ah, it's always something. Hold on. There we go. Ah now about to witness the awesome. A crushing eye, uh, might of the you Robinson show. Stop <laughs> Of my friends. I don't know if I could be heard to a show that seemingly apparently never ends but uh where's my audio 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 well I'm hoping you can hear me cha 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 I'm not getting any mic level yeah I need some words yeah I guess I guess I'm in Hold on. You can hear me. Good. Welcome to V112. A1 and a1 and a2. No, no, I'm not getting any levels. I'm going to change that in a second. I always feel better when I know I could be hired. But first, before we get into Bob Riley singing us in, it's Stigmata. Calling of the Justice, the name of the record. The song throw all of nothing. Still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California. Whether it hit your car with a hammer or shoot you a death in a nightclub. Listen well. You gotta figure out the volume situation. At your face! Or be in payback in full always nothing.
1: All right, all right. So enough of the catastrophe potential catastrophe. Photograph. Um, that photograph was photoshopped by a uh I believe it was photoshopped somehow at the Sorrell Academy. We pulled uh or uh, input volume. Let's uh take care of that right now. Right there. That should be somewhat louder. Uh hmm. Audio port. Uh, Well, that's all all I'm getting. Maybe this. Maybe I'll do this. And that should be uncomfortably loud. So input level. Input volume. Input. Readjust it. It didn't like it that loud. So it's making decisions all of its own. Um, Well, whatever. You can hear me. I don't. Liam, I can't help you. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Anyway, listen. Uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel S. Let's call him Daniel S. I believe is the one who did it because at the Sorrell Academy, up is down and down is up, and good is bad and bad is good. So uh, anybody who's managed to put together a little jack, of course, I naturally I go, oh, uh, clearly you've got better things to do, Mister Champagne, Mister First Class Only, Mister Mister uh, 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 Steak and Caviar, rich guys like you, and and so people get castigated, and it's like an anti Nietzschean world where you know the good, the powerful, the true. Is it defines what's good and everything? Now we we've done a a, a, a Brahmic inversion, Judeo-Christian inversion, and so somebody took a picture of me on tour. Uh, I think the picture was from me standing there while other members of the band changed tires in, in my finery, and then and then they they photoshopped it on a beach scene, which curiously enough looks very much like the beach that I was in in November when uh, uh, the wife and I took a, a a very, very extremely belated honeymoon. Our first honeymoon was a day. As you can imagine, <laughs> as you can imagine, there's nobody's idea of a honeymoon. Though there was not sexy turban-wearing sick in the hot tub who thought he was going to get invited to a threesome. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> this is round number one. Uh, and it'll be a weird, strange departure because I got a lot of things going on here um, head-wise. So let's do this first. Let's say that after the the auction last week to start off the show to raise money. And in the interim uh, of, of this past week to raise money for the uh, uh, Surau Academy, uh, a couple of our friends' gyms have closed, two specifically. I don't know that they want their names and their business all uh, uh, burst uh, uh Busted around the street, but they've closed their gyms because you know it's taken forever for the relief money to get here and it was sopped up by uh, expensive hotel chains and airline companies. Didn't make it down to the SBA, Small Business Administration, we guess. So, you know, that's two months of rent they couldn't pay. They just said, screw it. Two ways to get to the cross you walk or you're dragged. They, they just decided to run, quit their business. So, this this book we auctioned off last week to to uh to a uh, uh to the money going to to Surau Academy to raise money to keep the jiu jitsu place open so that when this this shit is over that uh, uh, those of us who dig doing jiu jitsu and live in the San Francisco Bay area have a place to go and I'm happy to report that as usual you all didn't did not disappoint uh I'm putting the let's see uh, what the hell I'm putting the address in again you did not disappoint
0: the number one
1: bid uh, came in uh, for five hundred dollars. Um, so God love you, good on you uh, for this thirty-three page full-color book. Uh, second secondary was sixty, and uh, and then there was a third for for fifty-eight. Some of you say, "Yo yo, you gee, you- 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 if I if I only got forty, can I can I pay the 40? And I said, "Well." It's best to. Um, the answer, short answer, is yes, because forty—that's forty dollars—between $40 me and Jujitsu Oblivion. Uh, plus, you get a book. Plus, there'll be a care package with T-shirts, uh, CDs, uh, double CDs in some cases. Uh, and I can get away with doing this because while I have the product, I'm too lazy to get to the post office. Well, uh, lazy slash nervous. But Marty G. from the JJB it said he'll go to the post office. So the last three we, we want to bid on, um, just send your bid to uh, info at SorrellAcademy.com. I put the link there. And a, and that should that should take care of May. They, they think that the gyms will be open again in the third stage, as Gavin Newsom has laid it out, uh, June 1st. So that would be A-OK by me. Uh, it would let me back off the running, which has been killing me. Well, actually not. Today was just a day that was killing me because uh, um, I chose a new hill. And uh, I got to do something. I've got two hours of jujitsu a day. I don't end up a fat SOB. So uh, strangely enough, I don't know if you remember that scene from Repo Man where they were like, plate, shrimp, plate a shrimp. You see how that works? And then uh, Otto says to him, if you take a lot of acid in the 60s, But I understood last week's show we did on anti-Semitism and it was an hour and 15 minutes and we never, in my mind, got to any satisfactory conclusion. You know, we had some some trolls come in and uh, and so on. But I tell you something that was really weird in a case of shrimp plate plate of shrimp. I get this. And it is you can't maybe those who can't with the reflection It's from the Simon Wiesenthal Center. It's called In Motion Leadership with a Global Reach. And it's called fighting the the scourge of anti-Semitism. This just came, and it's I think it's at in indi- some country in, in in Asia where they have, of course, a Nazi cult and they have a Nazi-themed restaurant. And these guys are clearly doing some Nazi parade here, uh, which uh, to the to the merriment of onlookers.
0: Um,
1: and and it says uh, a quote from Rabbi uh, uh, Marvin here. He's a founder of the Simon Wiesenthal Center. He goes. We're facing an epidemic of anti-Semitism and hate, unlike anything I've ever witnessed. I think this is kind of a, a misrepresentation because these cats are, are just—you know—it's like it's like going to Japan and seeing a T-shirt that says "Kiss Me, I'm a Monkey," which I did, which I did see when when I was there. It's like a cultural breakdown, even though I don't know what about 12 million people needs to be communicated to you more effectively. But y- yeah, it's 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 it's. It's pretty weird. It's devoid of a cultural cultural context, but I just thought it was interesting that that uh, apropos of the show last week, I should have this left by my mailbox on the ground, not on the ground. Well, again, I guess on the on the on the desk behind it. So that's that was, was a, a weird a weird touch. I wish I could have had more cohesion, but I, I find anti-Semitism baffling, uh, and I'm not going to make this an, uh, another show part two with me trying to remember. It took Oxbow two weeks on tour talking about it every single day to get around to the conclusion that murder was wrong. And we saved you the two weeks. If you remember from past shows, the conclusion came that uh, I remember I tried to get Anton Levay from the Church of Satan to describe evil to me, and he really couldn't do it and just and ultimately ended up saying I'm an atheist who's trying to make the rent, which is an acceptable answer. Uh, but murder was wrong. Was that a society if you if if a society doesn't condone murder. It's against the law. And if you murder and are punished by for violating the law and get thrown in jail, you have an ineffective system. Alternatively, if your society does sanction murder, and I'm not talking about just a death penalty, but like I got a beef with somebody I could walk across, and they somehow, your society sanctions this, you have an inherently unstable society, a la Nazi Germany, a la a lot of fascist dictatorships have built into the system fundamentally, it state- controls violence, but violence, what uh, Hitler, they used to describe as freedom of the streets is part and parcel for how they did business. Or as Trump has tried to say, uh, uh, my my fans have a lot of enthusiasm, a modern day corollary for freedom of the streets. So uh, these are inherently unstable societies. And we could see it, we can go, we, we just went macro, we can go micro on this, and say if you have a household wherein the means of commu- the primary means of communication are slaps and punches. You have a household that's emotionally unstable. My great aunt, her first husband hit her once and she picked herself up off the floor, said nothing, got cleaned up, proceeded to make him dinner. And as he sat there feeling like all was right with the world, uh-huh, uh-huh, all was right with the world. She put his plate of food down next to him and a fork and a cup for something to drink, and she whispered in his ear, she goes, if you hit me again, I'll kill you in your sleep. And he sat back, he refused to eat dinner that night, left the house, but you know what else he didn't do? Never hit her again. Everybody can be gotten. The point is, The point is that when society sanctions this, uh, 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 you have an unstable society and the society has one job and one job only that's to perpetuate itself to the future a successful society does that an unsuccessful society doesn't do that so that's how we got to the end of why murder why murder is-, is unacceptable i you know and it's weird I, there's some there's a, i decided i want to do something i haven't figured out the format to do it in that i want to do uh I want to do musicians who I'd like more if they shut up and then musicians who I think need to talk more. And uh, like like I'll give you an example. Danzig, uh, who I like well enough, as long as he's quiet, routinely disappoints me in interviews. His job is not out to make me happy. He doesn't give a shit whether I'm happy or not necessarily. But, you know, eh, um, I just I just wish you'd be quiet. Just let me enjoy what you do without. I know somebody shoves a microphone. They, they call you on Skype and you feel compelled to, to say something. But it, it, it undercuts what I think is, uh, some of the time, pretty decent art. And a friend of mine, Jay Bennett at Decibel, just did an interview with uh, Buzz from uh, from the Melvins. who I have, I've had a latter-day complete conversion around the Melvins. Absolutely freaking love them. In courtesy of, of, of Shuffle. Every time one of their songs comes on, I go, "My God, who is this? My God, who is this? My God, who is this? My God, who is it?" And it's always the Melvins, or Youth of Today was a band that I slept on at the time and got into later. So Bennett does this interview uh, um, with uh, with Buzz for the new issue of Decibel, and he says something like, "He goes, yeah, you know, I'm pro-abortion, uh, and um, I'm pro-death penalty, and if people don't like it, they can fuck off.'" And and, and I say, "Well." You need a little clarification because the, the same state that hasn't been able to get my relief check here, the same state that uh, hasn't been able to get my wife's unemployment check here, the same state that can't send your, your, your voter ID to the wrong place and screws up your registration that's the state that you want in, tr- in charge of life and death decisions. Read that New Yorker piece on the father, the white father from Texas, who, uh, because his in laws didn't like him after his house burned down. They had him put on death row because they found an accelerant on the front porch. And after the guy was executed, they discovered that, oh, what else was on the front porch? Uh, he had a hibachi, also known as a, a small mobile grill where he was cooking for the family when they after they turned the gas off. Those people, you want those people in charge of the death penalty? No, 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 no. I have no problem with murder. <laughs> but I don't like the state involved. If the family, the aggrieved family, if the aggrieved family wants a guy killed and that's a, if it's a shut open and closed case or recently. And I have to preface this because America is. Is. Is, is racially uh, uh, retarded. How about that? Uh, this is another white cat. He said, listen, I gotta tell you something. Uh, You put me in a cell with somebody. I'm going to kill them. And they're like, oh, you don't get to choose. There's no hotel. They put him in a cell with somebody, and he strangled the guy. And, they, of course, they do what you do when you commit murder in jail. I guess he was charged and had to go back to court or something. And they said, is there anything else you'd like to say? I said, yeah. You put me in the cell with somebody else, I'm going to kill them too. I'm going to keep on killing, in fact, until you give me the death penalty because I'm tired of being here. And they're like, oh, it's not a hotel. You don't get to j-. They put him in a cell with a second guy, and he kills him. <laughs> so finally, they gave him the death penalty, and they put him to death. Now, this is a guy. That seems to be a pretty open sh- case. But look how many times the state got it wrong. The death penalty shouldn't be like a lottery. <laughs> Sometimes they get it right. Sometimes I get it wrong. When I was young, I used to think, yeah, ice them. As I got older, I got nuanced. I've seen people make mistakes. Anyway, that's not the point of the show. This show is round number, uh, uh, version number 112. Eugene Rob- Eugene S. Robinson, Show Stomper. Once again, at the top of the hour, I did the commercial for the Surau Academy. Uh, got a few books left. I think three, two, something like that. Marty G. hasn't let me know because I'm disengaged from the info at soralacademy.com site. But you, it, the, the person who gave $500, God love you. Thank you for that. The uh, uh, the other two or three books that went cool, the $500 one inspired Marty G. to get like three more because it's one of those pay-by-book paid paid by thing. But we're not going to do more than 10 because people can't be bothered going to the post office but I I am gonna throw a bunch of stuff in it if you list your your t-shirt size. But uh, something we did for the first time in a long time today, we did a a care don't care preview with John Nash and Steph. And Steph had asked me to, uh, yeah, exactly. And by the time you, it gets pretty pricey. In fact, the whole prison thing, some guy, and this is a side topic, some guy who lives in my neighborhood was saying, that he'd been in prison for 21 years. And I was like, 21 years? But not any time somebody's in prison for 21 years, it's usually a pretty major crime. I murdered somebody pretty terribly. But this guy was in prison for an accumulative 21 years. So he would fuck up, get arrested, go to prison. Get out, fuck up, get arrested, go back to prison. That's 21 years in aggregate. Do you know how much fucking money was spent prosecuting uh, 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 judging this guy's guilt, sentencing him and, and putting him in jail as well as on the other side, probation, parole, the whole bit and repeat offense, catching him. Do you know how much money we put into that fucking guy? Prisoners should work. Yeah, they they should work. But then you get up, a you know, we got workers rights. Well, you want cheap prison labor? Well, you know, what about people picking picking vegetables in Central Valley, California, where they're sold at prison? Where you could just take the prisoners and say, "Hey, you know, these get more than making license plates, less than the, these farm. We'll just undercut the the, uh, uh, the the migrant labor. I mean, it's a sticky thing. But what prisoners should do? Like, I did this piece on uh, Bestoy Prison, Bestoy Prison in Norway, where they make them like luxury hotels. You have your own condo. You have sailing, you have tennis courts. It's on an island. You can have people come and visit you. You can't leave. If you try to escape, you're out. You go back to general population. But generally, you know, they have catered meals. And I said, one, it would never work in America. Because for a lot of people who go to prison, that's the most stable thing that they're going to see. For however many, that guy was in prison for 21 years, aggregate. And those were the most stable years of his fucking life. Add tennis courts, catamarans, condos, and TVs. That guy's never coming back. He doesn't want to come back. But Bastori Prison has a recidivism rate in, in Norway that is much lower than anywhere else in the world. Because what it does is it prepares people. Even if you murder somebody in Norway, there's an expectation that you shouldn't go to jail forever. So it eases your, you come out, you're a civilized human being. You come out after being anally raped successfully, anally uh, successively, and successfully, I'm guessing anally raped in the American prison. You come out, you're not a healthy person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fourteen years, yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, anyway, I don't want to get. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I look, I don't want to get too much into the prison thing. That's another show in its entirety. But doing the Care, Don't Care preview this morning, Steph said, Eugene, you need your garden. And she kept going on and on about the garden. you got to show people your garden. And I want to do it right now before we get into the show and it gets too late and too dark. But she said, look, I showed, I did a show on my pantry and people went nuts. And I was like, I, all right. <laughs> yes, somebody is doing the raving." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so she, she said, why don't you show your garden? And I go, well, I can't, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't buy that, bro. I don't buy that. Uh, but she said, show the garden. And, and, you know, so I said, well, I got, I, the logistically, I started going crazy because I had well, record on the phone, show the phone. and I, So I'm going to try to take the laptop out to the garden and hope that the Wi-Fi works out there. And well, first of all, let me ask, are you interested in the garden? Should I show you the garden? Uh, um, Should I I show you the garden? In the next few minutes, I'll give you a minute. I'll give you a minute while while I I get ready to talk about UFC uh, whatever it is, two whatever the frick it is. Uh, um, So let me me pull some stuff up. Ah, Choking to death. Uh, UFC 249. Okay, we got a vote. Yes. All right. So, first of all, let me explain that uh, 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 when I came to this house, it, um, I, I'd been all paranoid about uh, buying a house is, makes you kind of paranoid. And uh, like, especially if you bu- if you you if you buy a house, always buy a house in a warm month. I know some people bought a house in a cold month. And then when summertime came, they realized, oh, shit, we're in the ghetto. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, if you read about East Palo Alto, you read about the time point in time when it was a murder capital of America. And um, you've heard me say that the, they were like running gun battles right out right out in front of my house when I first moved in. And I read some article about it turns out that the bus that took the guys live right here, like about 40 yards away from me. Like, there was a there was an operation that had a name like Operation Lightning Strike that involved busting the cats who, who lived on the corner here from, from, from where I live. So, uh, um, so the people, usually a lot people moving out, like what's the deal with the people moving out? Like, you know what? And so I discovered that the cats moving out, it wasn't like they could, and like the first week I was here, uh, the way I, I had the yard set up before I had to park the car in the street and I thought my car, my car alarm go off. I was like, yeah So naturally I run to the door naked with a gun and, uh, And I'm there looking, I don't see anybody, but it's like three in the morning, I'm kind of tired. And ah, I'm just hearing things, I go back inside. And then the next day I'm driving off to work and I see somebody has tried to put a slim gym down the door and they slightly abraded it. I could see a nick. And I was like, I didn't imagine that. But of course, word got in the neighborhood that the naked Negro with firearms lived here. So they left me alone after that. So I started thinking, well, maybe the people who moved out, you know, did this, well, it turns out the guy who moved out was an assistant diving coach at Stanford. And his wife had the job of coaching professional coaches who coach. And then she got a big job. He got a big job at, at back east at Johns Hopkins and she went with him. And so that's why they moved out. But the reason we offered like the lowest price for the house. So they, and they gave it to us because, um, they just wanted the idea of a nice young couple, <laughs> young, um, a young who's going to take care of it. So before the house wasn't exactly a wreck, but it was chock-a-block. So I had this vision of like unifying the house. Like if you look at it above, if you look at it above, it was like some weird Lego kind of cut out. And I wanted to make everything like my car, rectilinear. Like There were these artists who I remember reading, good friends, and they got into a huge fight over one guy like curves, another guy like geometrics, like straight lines. And they stopped talking to each other. They stopped but I got, I'm obsessed with rectangles. The, the exhaust pipe on the 65 Chevy, rectangular, mirror, rectangular, right? So, um, uh, the house, if you look at it above this idea of rectangular and there were small things that made it hellish, like you stepped out the door and I had to step down like eight inches and it was a drag. So I'm going to take you, th- I'm going to take you out. Ah, s- uh, fuck. It's frozen. See, that's what I, that's what I was worried about that, I'm going to get 10 feet outside and it's going to stop working. Look, if it, if, if it freezes again, I'll just come back in and you guys can see what you can see. Or maybe I'll just, let's start like this. So you see, this is the pergola right here. This is the pergola. And there was like this vine and dummies would have killed the vine. And the vine was all grown willy nilly into the space. It's like like that, that Marvel character, the gardener, who could speed up or slow down the growing of plants so they could kill you. So you got the pergola here. So I said, "Well, we'll build a pergola." Pergola, and people were like, "Oh, you should put a covering." I said, "Nah, nah, nah. At my kid's place is like a, you know, like a covering, and then it gets dirty, and then the light, then it's cloudy, and it's dark, it's cave-like. They'll leave it open, and the, and the and in the in the winter time, that leaves fall and you get some light in here. Summertime, it provides cooling, and up here you got the herb garden. I, I guess you can't. Yeah, that's. The herb garden right there. So these are edible, edible plants. Uh, and the, and then you see like the, the hang gardens of Babylon uh, right here. Stuff hang Succulents in the pots. This is like a, I forget what this is called. Uh, we did a Google search on it and found out what this is called. It's nice. So we got purple flowers up here. We got kind of pinkish flowers here. It's, it's more green now. And then... You got lawn furniture. That was a housewarming present from my mom's cat toys. Plants here. Let's see. Uh, now it's turned around. I can't. Okay. Yeah, we got a special plant. <laughs> Not those kind of plants, my friend. So let's let's see if we can go outside just a little bit. Let's see if we can go outside just a little bit. Uh Steph made me do this. She says she thinks that you'd be interested. Until I have somebody say, Eugene, what the hell are you doing? I'm going to keep – I'm not going to go for more than three minutes with it, though. So don't, ah, don't, don't worry. And I did the weight vest run today up the hill, so my legs are kind of sore. But come on out. Make sure the deaf cat doesn't escape. He escaped and has been gone for two days. So there's been panic because it's going to go – the Wi-Fi will go out. But two, the fish are not ready for it yet. Not koi, not those expensive ones. Little goldfish. They're super cheap they're super <laughs> they're super cheap and they eat mosquito larvae which I'm anticipating we'll have a problem with sooner or later okay so now you see okay so this is a fire pit right there This is like MTV cribs except all this shit is bought from salvage our dumps or people rich people across the road getting rid of the stuff on their houses that they advertise on on Freegan so you can hear the water so it's a nice little hang and then of course let's see there's the there's a Chevy over there so this is what I got to deal with I'm gonna go back in because I'm nervous about the Wi-Fi um, and there's more stuff down there I'm gonna put in the hammock on the side I show it to you at night Steph said do it morning and night uh, um, I don't know why she said that she did it something. She and her husband did something on a pandemic, uh, on a pandemic pantry, and people went nuts. But it may be that her audience is slightly different from my audience. <laughs> it might be you guys are like what the fuck is he talking about? Anyway, listen, I, I want to talk about this pandemic for a little bit. Um, Lyle Styles and the and Famous. Yeah, right. Uh, so I want to talk about this pandemic a little bit because I'm sure you can feel it. And I'm sure you what, what you feel and what I've correctly identified. Like, look, you know, I had a tour to do in, uh, in March, which we canceled. Um, really? They give you free mosquito fish free? God damn it. Where? <laughs> See, it, it, please let me know before the end of the show. I didn't know they were giving away free mosquito fish. I treated the pond and, and the county. Okay, all right. Well, if there's a URL, let me know. Uh, Cause right now I'm in San Mateo County. So, um, so I, I had a feeling, like people in 1923 might've had a feeling or 1933 might've had a feeling in Germany. They look like guppies, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah we're we're gonna get to the mistiness. so uh and you know you you have to a lot of being alive successfully alive is about sticking your finger in your mouth and sticking it in the air and correctly uh, 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 divining which way the wind is blowing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: if they were made of gold bro, forget it. Um, so so I canceled the tour. Uh, the the band that got very angry with me and started giving me lectures. Me, who's been doing music for, since 1980, started giving me lectures about what it meant to be a professional musician, which enraged me to, to no end, like punch in the face, angry. But it was a right call. I would have been trapped in some in in, in Europe now. There's some police people trapped in the Maldives in the Maldives at l- a luxury resort. You save all your jack to go to a luxury resort in the Maldives. And then they had to move out because they couldn't afford. You know what? If I'm if I'm in, if, <laughs> uh, uh, about what? About which? If I'm bullshit, about what? So I'll tell you, if I'm in the Maldives and I, I quarantined in a luxury motel, you got something else coming. I'm not leaving and I'm not paying. So, or alternatively, I'm living on the beach and I'm using the facilities. I'm not leaving and I'm not paying. I'm not going to be homeless in the Maldives after you lured me here. Right. That's, that's out, out of the question, out of the question. But I, I can feel it and you can feel it. What, what, you know, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to, there've been attempts to politicize uh, uh, the pandemic, which I expected Did I, 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 it, 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 I, I, it, actually, it came right when I expected. But the thing is, it, this resists being uh, uh, it resists politi- 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 political political. <laughs> let, let, let's do this politicization. <laughs> right, right. It 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 because it's killing everybody uh, with great disregard for political uh, allegiance. So the the attempt was like to make this, you know, you got the guys showing up at the at the Capitol uh, with guns and trying to make this a blue state, red state thing. And it's not working because those cats are getting, the, you know, Trump says open the meatpacking plants. And they say, yeah, with who? Because we have a thousand people here who uh, work here and we got like 700 cases and we got 14 deaths. And that 14 deaths is just enough to set a scare through you. It's just enough to set a scare through you. The UFC, the UFC has got like three hundred and ninety-five fighters on the uh, on the uh, on the on the roster. If four of those fighters die in the next week, you might be a little concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when it was a murder capital. So, uh, <laughs> um, well, I lived here then as well. <laughs> Uh, As a New Yorker, it was like, I don't know, this has got trees and a yard. I don't know what people are complaining about. (laughs) I was like, I don't see any flaming mattresses, any abandoned buildings. I don't see uh, cars on the street aflame. I don't see packs of roving dogs. I don't see uh, 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 junkies or uh, transgender prostitutes beating each other to death on the sidewalk. all of which I saw in New York City. So, he's follow all the murder capital I was like bring it on. That's how I managed to get the house. Who wants to move to a murder capital? Me. Actually, I got the house in 1987 uh, uh from uh Leonard Part 6, Bill Bill Cosby's movie. But let's get let's let, let's stick to it. Let's let us let us let, stick to what we're talking about. So, you put your finger in the, in your mouth. You put it in the air and what do you, what do you start to feel it like, okay this is this is proto this is uber uber political at this point now because it's killing everybody but what's happening is that what makes sense What's i can feel people are getting sick of it people are getting sick at the at the threat of being sick now you got people i know who are who like say marty g who maintains it's overblown it's overblown it's overblown I say, yeah well 66,000 people died in the vietnam war and that touched every aspect of american life at last count, we had about sixty-three thousand. Probably at this point now, since I haven't been paying attention for a couple of days, we're over sixty-six thousand people dead, right? Yep. Hey, if you remember, if you remember New York, you remember Spacely on the Lower East Side who got his who got his. Yeah. Well, they, they lowered it to sixty thirty-two thousand. I read that, and then I went back into to some world worldometer, and it's back to you know sixty six. So the numbers. The thousands. Let's. I'm, I'm okay with thirty two thousand. If three of you were to die between now and next Sunday's show, I would be concerned. But I. I the, the tangent there was. spacely got his eye put out by a, a trans transgendered prostitute who you thought he would make fun of. I kept thinking of what they said about the New York Dolls. They dress like women, but I don't know any women that look like that. <laughs> Spacey thought he was going to have some fun at the expense of a transgender prostitute. She took her shoe off and uh, and put his eye out. Hence the name Spacey. Well, I guess it doesn't make any sense. They could should have called him Popeye because he lost his eye. Anyway, the point is, people people are getting tired, and I've not been of, I've been of the idea of the Boy Scout credo. You know, be prepared. I want to be prepared. Why I'm never you know 1933. I don't move east to Poland. I move west to America. Why? An ocean is a nice, goodly piece of real estate to have between you and murderous Germans. Murderous Germans who incidentally, as I figured today, were trying to redeem their manhood. We underscore how humiliating it was for people who perceive themselves to be perfect to lose World War One. You do not have World War II without World War One. So, 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 you know. People are being asked to stay and they, and some of these states, the cowardly, cowardly governors, uh, um, uh, cowardly governors, uh, where where are you? You're in Germany on the border, or you're in Stettin, or Silesia, talking to Tom. Um, so so they they have uh, people are like, I'm not going to wear the mask. The mask is really the least of it, but that's not the issue, and people are not even owning on what the what the issue is. The issue is much like murder and a two-week discussion for murder this discussion hasn't been adequately explained to American people but I tell you what we have tacitly understood we've tacitly understood that we need a a uh, oh check Republic that we need a head start on this right on a long enough timeline we can beat this but we need a head start on it well okay so that's why we're shut down so we can get a head start on it all right? so that if what 6 weeks ago we had did not have enough masks 6 weeks ago hospitals were taxed and being pushed the capacity 6 weeks ago did not have enough ventilators in the intervening 6 weeks everybody whether they tacitly understood so or not has has had an expectation that progress has been made somehow 6 weeks is plenty of time to make more toilet paper 6 weeks well, who's going to make it I don't fucking know. Haven't you automated that shit yet? Six weeks is plenty of time. Six weeks is enough time to, to make more masks, to build ventilators, to flatten the curve so that you have a one-to-one relation with people who need healthcare and people who can get health care. People who need to get to the hospital and hospitals that, that, that have room for people who, who need. Okay. All right. So So, 6 weeks hence, 6 weeks hence, uh, um so yeah, so you yeah, that's where I got the Bhutanli homoclata from. That's that's the extent of my check. Um that in Skoda. Yeah. So um Okay. So, 6 weeks hence, we all have an unspoken expectation that there's enough toilet paper being printed. There shouldn't be that, and that this, and, that we, and that we should ventilate and, and so if you say six weeks hence, after all this privation and unemployment and suffering and misery, and keep in mind, keep in mind, I've got an 80-year-old mother, I've got a 2-year-old grandson, and i got a pregnant wife. i got three touchstones of places that I could, and I'm from the target category a 57-year-old African-American man. Four touchstones. But if after six weeks I look around and you're still telling me that no progress has been made vis-a-vis masks, ventilators, uh, uh, healthcare, hospital, ICU, uh, uh, hospital facilities, I'm going to have to say, well, it really doesn't matter what I do now, right? It really, it really doesn't, because the six weeks that you had to get ahead of this you have been squandered doing nothing. So we're, we're it, this is like this is like the hand on the rock birth control method. Like, if I put my hand on a rock, she won't get pregnant. Uh, you, you know, uh, she won't get pregnant. So, I mean, so if you're telling me in the last six weeks we've not printed more toilet paper, we've not made more toilet paper, because who's going to make it? Everybody's home. Okay. All right. We haven't made more masks. We haven't figured out the healthcare situation and hospital. There are bodies in U-Haul trucks and side yards in New York City. Yeah, and I tell you this is put to death this this notion I had about at some point living my the rest of my life out in the city nah bro you see that backyard I can I can social distance physical distance in that backyard quite easily. Can you imagine even in a luxury building in New York you can't go 10 spaces without breathing somebody's backflow nah it's okay my New York story is ended. Except, you know, my mother lives there, right? So if we've made progress, that's great. If, 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 if we haven't made any progress, you have to understand how people work. If we haven't made any progress, people are going to be like, fuck it. Fuck it. You know whose job it is to let us actually know whether we've made any progress or not? not? Not the governors of the states of the United States of America, but the president of the United States of America. Maybe, maybe instead of attacking, attacking Michael Flynn for writing a tell all book instead of, uh, um, uh, you know, I mean, m- maybe, maybe you should get out there like who Piers Morgan said something, you know. Piers, Piers Morgan said he said a president is supposed to be is comforting, uh, uh, comforting, uh, calm and reassuring some, some such thing. And he goes, uh, Trump is neither. This guy's a friend of Trump's, Piers Morgan. There's a great piece in The Guardian by Mark Lewis, who said who is a guy who did Moneyball and uh, in the big short. And he predicted this in November. He said, is there anything that could get to change a pol- political climate in America? He goes, yeah, a pandemic that affects the rich and poor alike. Notice he said the rich and poor alike back to the class thing. Because you know, if it was a disease that affected only poor people, it would be business as usual, baby. And primarily, this COVID thing has, I know at this point, 20 people say who've gotten it. And I know four people who've died. And the four people who've died, half of them were were, were, were uh, white and had money. <laughs> and half were African American and didn't really have much money. Now in this neighborhood where I'm living, there are people like out oh, you know, they're, they're going to gunshots celebrating Cinco de Mayo, and it is a there's a Facebook group for the neighborhood. People are like oh, we gotta live, we gotta live. I go, yeah, disproportionate number of people suffer from this are Latino. Now my neighborhood it used to be mostly African American, now it's mostly uh, Latino and Pacific Islander. We gotta live, we gotta live. I say, yeah, it's disproportionately affecting Latinos. What are you talking about? And they're like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't figure it out." And the and the Pacific Islanders, you know, you what is that woman I talked about in the show a few weeks ago? Was <laughs> it somehow six thirty in the morning, six forty-five in the morning? She's in her front yard with a leaf blower and a slice of pizza, smoking a
0: cigarette.
1: <laughs> she had to weigh about three hundred pounds. She might be concerned about COVID. So if you can't feel that if we're coming back to you and there's no progress, you have to understand that we're gonna have to make tactical decisions on our own and start ignoring you. Dude, these, are, these are questions that, that, that are unsatisfactory to even kids. When 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 is when can we go when when can we get to a negative? I don't know. When can we I, I don't know. When can we, you know, I don't really know. Nah, nah, bro. Nah, no. Nah no 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 that's that's not an answer that works you want you want my real secret take on it which i haven't fully developed and haven't fleshed out i'll tell you what it is right now people like they're still they're they're down in the weeds they're down in the weeds here they're down in the weeds here and instead when everybody's running around willy-nilly like chickens with their heads cut off i start looking other places you know where i'm looking I'm looking at the billionaires. I'm looking at the Buffets. I'm looking at the Bezos. I'm looking at the billionaires. They don't seem to be especially worried at all. The super yacht set. They tax you not because they necessarily need the money. They tax you to force money into circulation. And periodically, whether it's a great recession or the dot bomb era or the uh, uh, the Great Depression. I think that the, these were fundamental. This is my secret, unthought out take, but I'm going to develop it later. That th- this, was a, this was a way to sque- to squeeze, this is the Stalin esque way to squeeze more juice from the apple. You know, we talked about Stalin, the massacre show, the anti Semitism massacre show of last week. It's like, I, I think he was just a grifter. He says, yeah, I think they're hiding food. I want that food. i got to be able to sell it. I want it. Well, we'll give you, well, they're starving. Ah, nah, let them eat the stuff they're hiding. We want it all. we got to sell it. Okay, well, you know, that's not really, and his wife went out in the country, came back suicidal. She goes, no, it's true. They're really, they're really, they're really uh, suffocating out there. They're dying. He's He's like, yeah, yeah, what do you know? His family was was fell apart. His daughter, is, it was a mess. For an anti-capitalist, he sure understood the value of capital, and it meant more to him than people. So, so, so uh, I'm looking at the billionaires. Uh, I'm looking at the billionaires, and, and I have to say that I think that this grift is to squeeze you it's to squeeze you and uh, i'm going to tell you something it has still has me shaken to my core um i'm gonna i talked to a friend and i don't want to put the guy on front street so i'm gonna purposefully obfuscate his identity but he was a big wig he's a republican big wig but he comes from the academic side of the fence which is important because one, because I think academics are, are are kind of perpetual teenagers because they never get into real adult living, especially if they get tenure. They're just older classmen, if you know what I mean. But this guy has been out. He's been at, at research, right, Republican think tanks. And he's one of my, he's probably my highest ranking, like friends with, you know, with Bush and just, he's like the highest ranking person, political person, Republican I know. And we we're talking about another friend of ours who just retired. He turned 60 and he retired. And he was like, oh, boy, I'll never be able to do that. What are you talking about? He goes, well, what about you? I go, yeah. You know, in seven years, I'm going to do nothing but, but books, bands, BJJ, and, and the MMA shows. Why not? I don't think I have to work. I mean, I'll have one kid at that point who will be seven, and I'm saving up for her college starting now. I go, what about you? He goes, I got nothing. What do you mean you got nothing? Your your party is like the party of grift. How can you not? Because I'm just telling you, man, I I got nothing. I don't work in Silicon Valley. I don't have any high tech stock. I got nothing. I'm going to have to work until I'm old and gray. You got two kids. How could you? Doesn't own a house. He's an ideologue who who didn't get the memo about the grift. He is a true believer, not an opportunist, and that's why he's broke. Can you be a billionaire true believer? I don't know about that. Because I think the money comes from opportunism. They're making decisions based on this opportunity. Hence UFC 249. Is there, or is that the number? If you if you're not reading the Hollywood reporter, and reading about what's happening at Endeavor, in Forbes or Fortune, then you don't understand what's happening at all with with MMA. You know the the rich GOP folks who are paying for these these liberate movements in Michigan and all over the place, you know why? Because they don't want people (laughs) getting unemployment checks. These cats are showing up. We want to open up, so you want to force minimum wage waitresses to work, so you can have a hamburger. In the meantime, the billionaire who owns your business is not digging. But, in other words, I can get the government bailout, and I don't have to pay. A friend of mine is a—I uh, don't—I don't, I don't want to put him on Front Street either. He works in a not a high tech business, but a high end business, pretty much. Only connected to shit that re- rich people do. His boss got got uh, uh, a three hundred three hundred thousand dollar check. No oversight. One condition that he not lay anybody off. Fine. Doesn't say anything about furlough. He could furlough guys, keep that money, and no accounting. No accounting. No accounting. My nose is itching like crazy. I went running in the in the in the thing in the, the, the acting up. the hay fever. You guys are having this intense discussion. <laughs> in Channel, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not reading. So uh, I'm I'm closing in on the oopsie portion of it. I made my picks uh, on the care don't care preview, which ha- happens Monday. And I did so under protest because uh, because on the uh, <laughs> uh, just you, you know I, I mean I'm I, I'm trying to be as honest as humanly possible. I'm excited to be able to watch it. However, uh, it's like watching bad porn. It's not fun to watch people do stuff that they are compelled to do outside themselves. But this is tri-level chess stuff. Endeavor is sucking shit. Hollywood is sucking shit. Universal right now is fighting with the theater owners group because the theater owners group are hurting. And they don't want to see the film companies at all scramble to come up with alternative ways to debut big movies. But film companies got to eat. But the whole supply chain there is screwed up. And they're flipping out about losing nickels here and there. Endeavor is part of that. Endeavor is part of that, and if you think this UFC coming up next Saturday, if you think it's you know it's just to serve the fans, I was like the hell it is. I had eleven cares on that. you There's probably not a single time that you see me care about eleven fights on the card. These eleven cares under protest that I care. Seventy dollars. Those of you who have been flowing me the links, keep flowing me the links because I don't have the $70 to spend. I spent on goldfish.
0: <laughs> Magical goldfish. That you save their lives if they give you three wishes, Laddie.
1: <laughs> so so the oopsie, the oopsie has these cats, and, and what I found most disturbing, and I think I talked about it in the care-don't care preview. And I think that this is the storyline to follow. And I said, I said, Do you, don't you feel like that that this is the Susan Lucci of fights? An uh, early stage reference to a soap opera actress, Susan Lucci, who uh, was like nominated for Emmy, Daytime Emmys like 15 times and lost every time. And finally, toward the end, they gave it to her. And I said, I think this is a Susan Lucci fight. And, and, and both John Nash and Steph said, this is not the. They fundamentally said this is not the Susan Lucci fight. Tony Ferguson is a Susan Lucci fighter because they both think that he's got a good chance of losing against Gaethje. And I said, well, what you know, a work or not, a fix or not, I think what tends to happen more often than not in professional sports is a is a narrative that that pleases the, the greatest number of people. And so many people have been wanting to see. Uh, uh, I guess, yeah, so many people have been wanting to see Ferguson and Khabib that it doesn't do anybody any good to to demonetize that by having them lose to Gaethje. And they're like, Steph and and, and uh and uh and John were like, Are you out of your mind? Gaethje is the only one that could possibly beat uh, uh Khabib, his it, takedown defense is great, you know, outside, he's. He, unproven with these little uh, uh, sambo uh, trips and his hands are, are fire and he doesn't take a lot of damage he 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 got taken to the post a couple of fights he lost came back stronger is educable fine ferguson takes a lot of chances and i don't think his, their, their attitude was i don't think he beats khabib there's a strong chance he doesn't beat khabib. ferguson doesn't beat khabib moreover i don't care if he doesn't get a shot that's me adding i don't want to hear anything about Meg rapist but the fact that Greg Hardy is on this card again means that the bald one is still about a narrative that says, I do what I want. Like Snoyd. If you remember, if you remember the uh who's that guy who did the keep on trucking uh what's his name? The underground artist. What the Robert Robert Crumb had a character named Snoyd. I do what I want. This is the bald one that's fashioning himself after Snoyd, the contrarian, the bald contrarian. Are you guys arguing? Are you guys fighting? <laughs> I'll tell you like I told that guy, oh, that, that guy told me who I knocked out in, in Brussels. No violence. No violence. You can fight all you like. I've never been to those bands like Fugazi would stop people. If it violates my sense of fair play, I'll stop you. Dad will jump down and make it, make it twice the terror. But generally, if I look at the audience and there's chaos going on, I'm like, yeah, that's what we're here for. I love to hate to love to hate to hate to love you. Mr. Natural. Yeah, Robert Crumb. That's Snoyed. So this is a Snoyed thing, but, it, you know, when I talk about the Susie, Susan lucci of Tony Ferguson, I just can't. I had to pick him. I had to pick him because the, the narrative that would be underscored by Ferguson losing is one I don't feel comfortable having be part of my life. And that's you. It, 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 it is the Kane maxim. Not Cain Velasquez. Cain as an Abel's brother. Where you could do everything right, and for whatever reason possible, for whatever reason possible, you could do everything right, but for whatever reason possible, God goes like this: Fuck are you. <laughs> are you are you kidding me? I show up for the fights. Oh, tripped on a cable, hurt my leg. Oh, injury. If I get oh, pandemic. I mean, my God, how's Ferguson had no choice. No choice. John came up, John Nash came up with a good point. He said, "Listen, at least if Ferguson wins this, he goes into the Khabib matchup with points on the fight, which he wouldn't get just as a challenger. With a uh, with an interim champion belt, he gets points on the event." So, yeah, and that's provided he gets by Gaethje. Exactly. There's that too. It's just like, man, you know, you know who the most bitter some of the most bitter sports athletes were. I'll tell you right now, as insofar as I've been paying attention, football and basketball players from the from the mid to late 70s. Because even 10 years later, they got to watch a whole raft of kids come out of college and and, and put put themselves within a, 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 a spitting distance of Rolls Royce's. I told you, in the same neighborhood I lived in, murder capital of America, I'm in front of my house pushing a lawnmower. Guy walks up to me and says, What are you doing? So, what does it look like I'm doing? He goes, I'll tell you what, you know, give me $40, I'll do this for you. I go, I've done a quarter of it. Why are you giving me $40? He goes, I'll tell you what, you give me $15, I'll do the rest for you. I was like, Yeah, okay, cool. Give him $15, he does the rest of the lawn for me. I pay him, he's talking. I notice a guy is tall, but I don't think anything of it. You know, that guy, he said, Man, I used to play basketball for the uh, for the Golden State Warriors. I'll oh, get out of here, really? He goes, Oh, yeah. 73, 74. Now he's wandering up and down the street with a lawnmower, offering to mow people's lawns whose grass is a little too long. That guy might be a little bit bitter. Fortunately, I don't think many people who fight for the oopsie now are in that position, but you know what I mean. If Ferguson loses his fight, Steph said it herself. She goes, he goes to the back of the line. He's he's not looking at another engagement with Khabib before Khabib retires. Yeah, Osman's got it right. Somebody mentioned Shamrock. The guy who comes back is not the same guy who left. Oh, I think, I think, I think. Actually, John Nash said that in relationship to who's fighting Pettis at night. Uh, oh my God, whoever's fighting Pe- uh, Cerrone. But no, no. Who did you say that in relationship to? Who was out and came back? Uh, I can't remember. But anyway, there are eleven cares on it. But I feel guilt. I feel guilty. I feel disgusted with myself. And this happens with great frequency. I had a friend who couldn't stop himself from having sex with every single woman that wanted to have sex with him that he met on Craigslist back when Craigslist had ads where you could find this kind of stuff. And he, he called me crying from like Fairfield as he drove back like, why,
0: why do I do this, why?
1: Nanny called me three days later and tried to lure me to a hotel room. He goes, Come on, we're having a party. I go, Who? He goes, Well, this is, well, I go, Send me a picture. He goes, Well, you don't really need a picture. I go, ha, ha, Oh, now more than ever. Sends a picture of the two fine women he's ensconced in an expensive hotel room with. One's nicknamed Black Tooth. And the other he called Trasha. Her real name was Trisha. So nah, bro, uh, I'm not showing up for that. <laughs> I'm showing up for that. You're going to be calling me in half an hour screaming, why? Why? He goes, no, no, I won't. No, I won't. And, and then, of course, he called me a day later.
0: Why? Why would you let me do this? Why? Why?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a den of iniquity, man. So anyway, so this fight's going to happen. You know, like I said, I I, I reviewed it under protest. And I I don't want it like an unstable society and why murder is bad. I don't want to advise you to steal the fight to watch it. I do understand that this time of pandemics and COVIDs and shutdowns and lockdowns, that $70 might be too much for you. So you do what you got to do. Monday, yeah, that's right. That was my Nancy Kerrigan. Good for you. Why? Why? Um, uh, so I'm not gonna tell you to steal it, but you can do what you gotta do, which is I'm sure an ethos that the bald one would feel very comfortable with at about this time. Doing what you gotta do. Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time. I think Care Don't Care goes live you can hear for the first time in several months uh John Nash and, and, and me and Steph uh, go at it over the card it feels like talking about talking about food at a funeral is what it feels like but uh read the hollywood reporter sometime, even though they fired our, all of their good editors left because they want they want a team they want a company company players people who would not write mean things about jlo i'm not joking but to get the business side, if you want to read something, yeah, it's so tomorrow and then Tuesday, uh, uh, it's uh, If the Shoes Fit with a special uh, uh, Let It Roll podcast in- thing on the hip-hop evolution. Kid, Kid Nate and Alexi and I discussed hip-hop in New York in the late 70s mid- to mid-80s at this point. So they're gonna do. They're gonna have it. I don't know about. I haven't read anything about the status of Fight Island. It, uh, I don't even say this is a guilty pleasure. This is not a guilty pleasure. But you have. I, I, I picked the fights out of protest. I'm suggesting that you you, if you're going to watch them, that you do so. And of course, somebody inevitably will say you're only hurting the fighters. Go, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not hurting the fighters. The pimp is hurting the fighters by not paying them an increased share of the revenue that's taken in that the pimp keeps himself. And at this point, he shares with the other pimps at Endeavor. But yes, in a general way, if we give the pimp less money, he will will choose to give less money to the fighters. Yeah. 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 Borgia, Texas versus Brooklyn, New York. Sorry. You you need somebody in there who was kind of there. So. So anyway. um, So, like I said, under protest, I have mixed feelings about whether I should talk about it more or not. But we do. We did 57 minutes on care. Don't care. Talked about it. And, you know, I didn't feel like making it laughy, laughy, jokey, jokey. But Steph said something significant. She goes, yeah, well, protest is not. I got to eat. And that's a dirty game that the billionaires play. They're gonna squeeze and they're gonna squeeze and they're gonna squeeze like Stalin did then right when they think they've got every bit of money that you've socked away or saved or hidden or planned for a rainy day or devalued your stocks enough so they can suck them up, then they let go. And then you can spend another 10 years trying to get back on your feet. I was here during the dot bomb thing. I was unemployed for a lot of it. That sucked. But you know they say people with credit problems, you know what they advise you to do? They say take your credit cards, put them in a glass of water, and then put that water in the, in the freezer. So that if you ever want to use it, you have to thaw it out before you get there. It gives you that momentary break and that, feed, that, that, that feedback loop that, that, that gives you the, your, your brain's pleasure centers when you buy something, when you acquire something. They're going to squeeze you. When well, they talk about first level and second level thinking, did you see that thing on Twitter? First level, second level, it's a, it's a buyer's paradise out there for stocks, for houses, cars. Dealership up here that gave me the high hand a month ago when I was wanting to trade in my car. At this point, they have lowered prices, $1,500 in some of their cars. The showrooms are empty. Nobody's showing up. Boy Scouts say when they're not being molested by their scout leaders, they say, be prepared. Yeah, well,
0: yeah, yeah. I
1: almost know the the numbers of my credit cards. I got taken recently. I got taken recently by the Chinese. They were pretty slick. They offered a piece of furniture, the, the Murphy dresser, Murphy bed dresser. I said the mother-in-law is going to come to visit when the kid is born I need to have a place for her to sleep got to buy a Murphy bed dresser oh wow I found one online for $106 perfect send it away and what comes in the mail is a bracelet like so why do I have this bracelet and then I look at the credit card $108 for a bracelet oh shit this was the bed so I put a stop to the credit card I had to get a new credit card put that thing in adjud- adjudication So they're going to give me my money back for $108. Chinese robbed me. Running up your credit cards? They know. You think they don't know how much you have saved? They know. You think they don't know how how long you can hold out? My connection is unstable. Please wait while we try reconnecting. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I did. It. And I, I got to tell you, honest to God, my wife seems to like the bracelet. It's a little blue and white plastic bead thing. I don't know. It's around here somewhere. They're not pearls, okay? <laughs> so so anyway, so, you know, the is doing what they got to do. If you want to watch the fight, I suggest you do what you got to do. You know, uh, the fighters got to do what they got to do. We all got to do what we got to do. You know who could make this You know who could deliver a spoonful of sugar that might make this go down a little bit easier other than me? guy whose job it is. The president. The wife came up with a great idea that I'm going to write into an article, and she said, you know, clearly the United States of America is not working. So why don't you create the American Union like the European Union, but with, you know, with America, where you have loose confederacies, (laughs) I use that word gently, loose confederacies of, 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 of states that are doing the right thing. They can form voting blocks, they can they can make deals with other countries like they're having to do now for ventilation, masks, and so on, but that nobody feels prisoner. And as long as people are not aggressively violating human rights and using murder as a tool of, of policy, you know, they can be part of the union. I go to my Republican friend. He goes, well, isn't that what federalism is? I go, well, federalism, I, I, I got to look that up. <laughs> anyway, I, I've gone over, 11 minutes over. I've given you a, a lot to think about. I'm hoping. Um, I don't know what the take was. Uh, like I said, I, I'd be donating all all of April's receipts uh, to uh, Sorrell Academy. I want to keep that place open. But I haven't gotten a take on it. I realize that if I don't post the shows immediately on patreon.com slash the stomper, that it doesn't, it it just won't. That's why I got that five dollar month. It was like, I gotta cancel the show. It was like, cancel a show, nothing. You haven't been offering anything. I go, oh god, I gotta post the stuff there. So I got it, done that. So if things work right, Monday afternoon, you will get the care don't care preview. Tuesday night, you'll get uh, if the shoes fit with a, a special for a dollar the uh, uh let, let it roll addendum last few uh Surau academy books i can't reach it it's back here my hand is holding up the computer my wife has commandeered uh, uh roma raiders nice raisable table so i've been holding the computer the whole show other than that let's hope we all see you next sunday where we talk about the fight that we didn't really want to see or we really want to see it, but we had to see it. We felt bad about seeing it because we felt bad for the fires who did it, who did what they had to do for the company did it, but you know who didn't have to do. Endeavor, I guess they did what they had to do. So we all had to watch in the process, hoping that we didn't have to pay $70 for it because oh, but it makes but you got it. Hoping I see you next Sunday. Thanks for listening this far. Try to keep them shorter, keep them under an hour, but I'm a to blabbermouth and you know that, but this is V12. Thanks. By, yeah. I picked Tony. I don't want to, I don't want to cheat. I don't want to cheat. Care. don't care, but I picked Tony just because I can't live in a world where, where a guy doesn't get his job. I can't live in the Susie loop, Lu, Susan Lucci world. And actual fact to say that is incorrect because at the end, Susan Lucci finally did win an Emmy. But, you know, if I was Susan Lucci, I would have gotten up there. And then my Emmy accepted speech, I'd be like, that's, that's my attitude of the person in the hole. If I'm in the hole, you know how funny I think that is zero funny. So my acceptance speech, zero funny. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you next Sunday, you know, uh, God willing. Uh, until then, take care of yourself. Wash your hands. Keep your hands off your face. The do's I say that as a do. You know, and uh, we'll see you soon. Look
0: what you made me do! <laughs> oh, that's it. I got, I got the corona. <coughs> uh.